Twelfth Night, the podcast, is presented in part thanks to Bar Harbor Bank and Trust and Mount Royal Academy. In lieu of buying a ticket for this performance, we ask that those of you who are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the barn in support of our education programming. The full 2020 Children's Theater series is now available to view online. Please visit nlbarn.org slash children's theater for more information. Previously on Twelfth Night, the podcast... Confusion lingers in the air as Sebastian continuously gets mistaken for Cesario. I prithee, vent thy folly somewhere else. Thou knowest not me. Sir Andrew and Sir Toby mistake Sebastian for Cesario as well, and Sir Andrew attacks Sebastian, but the fight is broken up by Olivia. Hold, Toby! On my life I charge thee, hold! Out of my sight! Olivia is convinced that Sebastian is Cesario too, and invites him inside. Meanwhile, the plot against Malvolio thickens as Sir Toby, Sir Andrew, Mariah, and Festy try to convince Malvolio that he's truly gone mad. I am as well in my wits, fool, as thou art. Then you are mad indeed, if you be no better in your wits than a fool. Olivia, still unaware that Sebastian is not Cesario, suggests that they get married and Sebastian agrees. I'll follow this good man and go with you, and having sworn truth, ever will be true. Then lead the way, good father, and heaven so shine that they may fairly know to this act of mine. Episode 5. This Most Happy Wreck. Act 5, Scene 1. Olivia's Courtyard. Enter Festy and Fabian. Now, as thou lovest me, let me see his letter. Good master Fabian, grant me another request. Anything. Do not desire to see this letter. This is to give a dog, and in recompense, desire my dog again. Enter Duke Orsino and Viola. Belong you to the Lady Olivia, friends? Aye, sir. We are some of her trappings. I know thee well. How dost thou, my good fellow? Truly, sir, the better for my foes, and the worse for my friends. Just the contrary, the better for thy friends. No, sir, the worse. Thou shalt not be the worse for me. There's gold. If you will let your lady know I am here to speak with her and bring her along with you, it may awake my bounty further. Mary, sir, lullaby to your bounty till I come again. I will wake it anon. Enter Antonio and officers. Here comes the man, sir, that did rescue me. That face of his I do remember well. Yet when I saw it last, it was besmeared as black as Vulcan in the smoke of war. Orsino, this is that Antonio that took the phoenix and her fraught from Candy, here in the streets, desperate of shame and state, in private brabble did we apprehend him. He did me kindness, sir, drew on my side, but in conclusion put strange speech upon me. I know not what t'was but distraction. Notable pirate, thou saltwater thief. What foolish boldness brought thee to their mercies, whom thou, in terms so bloody and so dear, hast made thine enemies? Orsino, noble sir, be pleased that I shake off these names you give me. Antonio never yet was thief or pirate, though I confess on base and ground enough Orsino's enemy. A witchcraft drew me hither. That most ingrateful boy there by your side, from the rude seas enraged and foamy mouth, did I redeem. A wreck past hope he was. His life I gave him, and did thereto add my love, without retention or restraint, all his in dedication. 
For his sake did I expose myself, pure for his love, into the danger of this adverse town, drew to defend him when he was beset, where, being apprehended, his false cunning, not meaning to partake with me in danger, taught him to face me out of his acquaintance, and grew a twenty years removed thing, while one would wink, denied me mine own purse, which I'd recommended to his use not half an hour before. How can this be? When came he to this town? Today, my lord, and for three months before, no interim, not a minute's vacancy, both day and night did we keep company. Enter Olivia and Bestie. Here comes the Countess. Now heaven walks on earth. But for thee, fellow, thy words are madness. Three months this youth hath tended upon me. But more of that anon. Take him aside. What would, my lord, but that he may not have, wherein Olivia may seem serviceable? Cesario, you do not keep promise with me. Madam. Gracious Olivia. What do you say, Cesario? Uh, uh, Olivia? Good, my lord. My lord would speak. My duty hushes me. If it be aught to the old tune, my lord, it is as fat and fulsome to mine ear as howling after music. Still so cruel. Still so constant, lord. What, to perverseness? You uncivil lady, to whose ingrate and unauspicious altars my soul, the faithless offerings hath breathed out that air devotion tendered. What shall I do? Even what it please, my lord, that shall become him. Since you to non-regardance cast my faith, live you the marble-breasted tyrant still. But this, your minion, whom I know you love, and whom by heaven I swear I tender dearly, him will I tear out of that cruel eye, where he sits crowned in his master's spite. Come, boy, with me. My thoughts are ripe in mischief. I'll sacrifice the lamb that I do love, despite a raven's heart within a dove. And I, most jocund, apt, and willingly, to do you rest, a thousand deaths would die. Where goes Cesario? After him I love, more than I love these eyes, more than my life, more by all mores, than e'er I shall love wife. I me detested, how am I beguiled? Who does beguile you? Who does you wrong? Hast thou forgot thyself? Is it so long? Call forth the Holy Father. Come away. Whither, my lord? Cesario, husband, stay. Husband. I, husband, can he that deny? Her husband, sirrah. No, my lord, not I. Enter priest. Oh, welcome, father. Father, I charge thee by thy reverence here to unfold, though lately we intended to keep in darkness what occasion now reveals before tis ripe, what thou dost know hath newly passed between this youth and me. Our contract of internal bond of love, strengthened by the interchangement of your veins, and all the ceremony of this compact sealed in my function by my testimony. Since when my watch hath told me toward my grave, I have travelled but two hours. O oh, thou dissembling cub! What wilt thou be when time hath so to grizzle on thy case? Farewell, and take her. But direct thy feet where thou and I henceforth may never meet. My lord, I do protest! Oh, do not swear! Hold little faith, though thou hast too much fear. Enter Sir Andrew. For the love of God, a surgeon, send one presently to Sir Toby. What's the matter? 
He has broken my head across and has given Sir Toby a bloody head too. For the love of God, your help, I had rather than 40 pound I were at home. Who has done this, Sir Andrew? The Count's gentleman, one Cesario. We took him for a coward, but he's the very devil incarnate. My gentleman, Cesario? Here he is. You broke my head for nothing. And that that I did, I was set on to do it by Sir Toby. Why do you speak to me? I never hurt you. You drew your sword upon me without cause, but I bespoke you fair and hurt you not. Enter Sir Toby Belch. Here comes Sir Toby. You shall hear more. How now, gentlemen? How is it with you? That's all one has hurt me, and there's the inn on it. Away with him. Who hath made this havoc with them? I'll help you, Sir Toby, because we'll be dressed together. Will you help a knave, a thin-faced knave, a gull? Get him to bed and let his hurt be looked to. Enter Sebastian. I'm sorry, madam, I have hurt your kinsman. But had it been the brother of my blood, I must have done no less with wit and safety. You throw a strange regard upon me, and by that I do perceive it hath offended you. Pardon me, sweet one, even for the vows we made each other but so late ago. One face, one voice, one habit, and two persons. Antonio! Oh, my dear Antonio, how have the hours racked and tortured me since I have lost thee? Sebastian, are you? Fearest thou that, Antonio? How have you made division of yourself? An apple cleft in two is not more twin than these two creatures. Which is Sebastian? Most wonderful! Do I stand there? I never had a brother, nor can there be that deity in my nature of here and everywhere. I had a sister whom the blind waves and surges have devoured. Of charity, what kin are you to me? What countryman? What name? What parentage? Of Messaline. Sebastian was my father, such a Sebastian was my brother too, so went he suited to his watery tomb. Were you a woman, as the rest goes even? I should my tears let fall upon your cheek, and say, Thrice welcome drowned Viola! My father had a mole upon his brow, and so had mine, and died that day when Viola from her birth had numbered thirteen years. Oh, that record is lively in my soul! He finished indeed his mortal act that day that made my sister thirteen years. Do not embrace me till each circumstance of place, time, fortune do cohere and jump that I am Viola, which to confirm I'll bring you to a captain in this town, where lie my maiden weeds, by whose gentle help I was preserved to serve this noble count. All the occurrence of my fortune since hath been between this lady and this lord. So comes it, lady, you have been mistook. You would have been contracted to a maid. Be not amazed, right noble is his blood. If this be so, as yet the glass seems true, I shall have share in this most happy wreck. Boy, thou hast said to me a thousand times, thou never shouldst love woman like to me. And all those sayings I will overswear, and those swearings keep as true in soul. Give me thy hand, and let me see thee in thy woman's weeds. The captain that did bring me first on shore hath my maid's garments. He upon some action is now in durance at Malvolio's suit, a gentleman and a follower of my lady's. He shall enlarge him. Fetch Malvolio hither, and yet, alas, now I remember me, 
They say, poor gentleman, he's much distract. Enter Festy and Fabian. How does he, sirrah? He has here writ a letter to you. I should have given it you today morning. Open it and read it. By the Lord, madam, you wrong me, and the world shall know it. Though you have put me into darkness and given your cousin rule over me, yet have I the benefit of my senses as well as your ladyship. I have your own letter that induced me to the semblance I put on, with the which I doubt not but to do myself much right or you much shame. Think of me as you please. I leave my duty a little unthought of and speak out of my injury. The madly used Malvolio. See him delivered. Fabian, bring him hither. My lord, so please you, these things further thought on, to think me as well a sister as a wife. Madam, I am most apt to embrace your offer. Your master quits you, and for your service done him, here's my hand. You shall from this time be your master's mistress. A sister? You are she. Enter Fabian with Malvolio. Is this the madman? Ay, my lord, this same. How now, Malvolio? Madam, you have done me wrong. Notorious wrong. Have I, Malvolio? No. Lady, you have. Pray you, peruse that letter. You must not now deny it is your hand. Why have you given me such clear lights of favor? Bade me come smiling and cross-guarded to you. To put on yellow stockings and to frown upon Sir Toby and the lighter people. And acting this in an obedient hope, why have you suffered me to be imprisoned, kept in a dark house, visited by the priest, and made the most notorious geck and gull that e'er invention played on? Tell me why. Alas, Malvolio, this is not my writing, though I confess much like the character, but out of question tis Mariah's hand. Good madam, hear me speak. Most freely, I confess, myself and Toby set this device against Malvolio here, upon some stubborn and uncourteous parts we had conceived against him. Mariah writ the letter at Sir Toby's great importance, in recompense whereof he hath married her. How with a sportful malice it was followed, may rather pluck on laughter than revenge, if that the injuries be justly weighed, that have on both sides passed. Alas, poor fool, how they have baffled thee! Why, some are born great. Some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrown upon them. I was one, sir, in this interview, one, sir, the best. Ha ha. <laughs> I'll be revenged on the whole pack of you. He hath been most notoriously abused. Pursue him and entreat him to a peace. He hath not told us of the captain yet. When that is known and golden time convinced, a solemn combination shall be made of our dear souls. Meantime, sweet sister, we will not part from hence. Cesario, come, for so you shall be while you are a man. When in other habits you are seen, Orsino's mistress and his fancy's queen.
boy with hay, ho, the wind and the rain. A foolish thing was but a toy for the rain. It raineth every day. But when I came to man's estate with hay, ho, the wind and the rain, and snakes and thieves men shut their gate for the rain it raineth every day but when i came alas to wife with hey ho the wind and the rain i swaggering could i never thrive for the rain it raineth every day. A great while ago the world begun with hey ho the wind and the rain. But that's all one our play is done. And we'll strive to please you every day. Twelfth Night, the podcast, is presented by the New London Barn Playhouse. Executive producers for the New London Barn Playhouse are Keith Coughlin, Elliot Cunningham, and Josh Vader. Producers for Twelfth Night, the podcast, are Alexandra Crosby, Brittany Sue Hines, Andrew Miller, and Desiree Zarati. Our production assistant is Abby Sweet. Our theme was composed by Alexandra Crosby. Original music by Alexandra Crosby. Our sound engineers are TJ Guffey and Alexandra Crosby. This episode of the podcast includes performances by Eden Ann Bauer, Lila Eve Bauer, Mason Christensen, Katie Davis, Zoe Davis, Jonathan Glidewell, Eli Hoffer, Krish Mishra, Elizabeth Packard, Eva Rue, Izzy Senior, Josh Sherman, Emmett Smith, and Molly Smith. Special thanks to Kathleen Mulligan and Jonathan Miller.